And that's Alan Jackson Drive. Uh, and uh, just going to go and talk to you a little today on this Sunday, October 20th. We've got Breeders' Cup coming up. And I leave for California next week. Um, really looking forward to it, to getting back to Santa Anita, getting a feel for that track, because that's going to be extremely important, is getting uh, an understanding. A lot of people, and what I feel is that a lot of, a lot of people just don't put a lot of thought into a track and how it does affect horses. They see it as one of two ways, dead rail, good rail, dead track, fast track. But there's a lot of different little things that go into it. I put a lot of that into the works. For example, this morning at Churchill Downs, uh, as I drove past Keeneland at 4 a.m., there was enough drizzle, enough rain on the ground, and enough that I thought that the track might be a bit heavier today at Keeneland. We're going to find out. As Right now, it's about 8.30 in the morning, Eastern Daylight Time, and I left Churchill heading down to Keeneland. I want to check out that track for the late break and the turf works today. Now, how does that rain affect it? And it's not something that you can say it's the same thing all the time. It, it, there's degrees to it. And, I'll, and again, making a general blanket statement that you get a lot from people can be, can be detrimental to a handicapper. So... Every situation is different. This morning at Churchill, I got there. It wasn't wet on the ground. There wasn't any rain to come. But the track was harder and sounded wet on the bottom. So there was some kind of rain and moisture that came through. Also, this morning wasn't as cold. Um, the last couple of mornings, we've been in the 30s and 40s. Um, and, and the damp dampness factor that comes up at around at dawn when the sun comes up is it, uh, it, you wouldn't believe it. it the, the temperature changes drastically, and that track is very affected by it. So is Keeneland. And I felt the Keeneland track has been very inconsistent uh, at this meet. It's been inside, outside, um, and I, I think certain horses can uh, have run well on it. Some have not. What I find interesting is all of a sudden Belterra Park form has been very strong. Why? Well, I think the 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 track class or the kind of horses that have run at Keeneland this fall meet have been a lot cheaper than in the past. You haven't had as many New York horses. You haven't had as many Churchill horses shipping down to run after getting ready at Churchill Downs. So, what's going on? Well, I, I think the purse monies that Churchill is offering this fall, is it's, it, it's talked a lot of trainers into rot running as much at Keeneland as it has, as, as they can run at a much higher purse structure at, at Churchill starting next week. I, I think it's fascinating how the Churchill landscape or the Kentucky racing landscape is going to be altered by this purse monies. Well, you can run up there for 90000 and and 100000 in allowance company 
it, it, and, and Keeneland is not, purses are not as high as that, makes it really interesting. Now, Keeneland, Keeneland's a sales company. They're geared towards sales company, towards sales, selling horses, not as much racing. And I think you're seeing it at this meet where the quality isn't quite as there. Um, now, there's a true track, there's a new track superintendent also at Keeneland which makes it a little different. Also, a lot of these tracks are going to a deeper track to try to to try not to have the breakdowns and, and create the, the, the PETA effect. And I think that hurts them too. I, I think when you try to make the track deeper and safer, you're actually not making it as safer. I've always thought that the track needs to be a little bit on, if, if you can run on a little bit of a faster track where all horses get a handle on it, um, it, it it's, it's much better, it, it's more beneficial for the racehorse. Now, I have watched cheaper horses go over deeper tracks and they don't handle them at all. But you put them on a fast track, they can go 59 and change. That's why they're cheap. They don't handle adversity well. So there's a lot of things that go into that. And Keeneland has been a hard nut to crack because of the, the change in, in classes. We've actually tried to adopt and, and looked at, and we've had some decent scores just looking at using Belterra Park form. Now, all of a sudden, Belterra used to be River Downs, I believe, um, is, is prominent here in Kentucky, at least at Keeneland. We'll have to see if that carries over to Churchill Downs. Also, the money at Ohio in Ohio has been a lot better. So the quality of their horses has been a lot better. So as we look at this, there's so many ways to, to, to look at it and, 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 and go from there. Also, nobody ships in to Keeneland until the meet starts. So a lot of the works really are not as essential at Keeneland as they are from other places coming in. The same thing at Saratoga, the same thing at Del Mar, the same, you know, same scenario. Horses are not there year-round. At Keeneland, because of the fall meet, comes right after the Keeneland sale and yearling sale, there is nobody there other than Wesley Ward, Colebrook, Lopresti, McPeak has got a few over that track in, in September. So there you go again. Now you don't have the track. Uh, being used that much, maybe three days a week really in reality with not that much traffic, it takes a little bit for that track to settle once they get ready for the meet. So there's so much more involved than just showing up, clocking, and getting it done like other reports try to make it sound like. It's not it's not that easy. It's actually you have to you have to know which way to lean and where to go. Um, having said that, I like the card today at Keeneland. And by the way, we had a fantastic day at Laurel yesterday. And at Gulfstream Park West, we had a huge exacta. I think we had a $43 horse and um, a huge exacta cold uh, that paid uh, quite a bit of money. And um, I've got my notes, but I'm also, you know, somewhere between Lexington and Louisville. So I don't get a chance to look at them. As far as looking at today's card, um, I think I think we can have a fun. Now, people are asking me, how do I play your Keeneland stuff? Well, 
Some of you are pick five and pick four players. Some of you are not. If you're not, then you take our four selections and you box them in exactus. And if you have the money, you box them in trifectus. You hit two of those at Keeneland and you'll make money. I had a client that bought yesterday. He, and uh, we liked a uh, horse in the... Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, there was a horse we, we had that won. Well, he took it and back-wheeled it. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, wheeled it on, on top of everybody. The horse ended up winning off. And a 65, 70-to-1 shot ran second. He made like $600 on two bucks. Or actually for a buck. That's how you play. Um, that's how you, you, you make that score. Now, on Wednesday, I think we hit both the pick five and the pick four um, on, on, on the sheet early. And, um, and that paid for itself. So you just you, you can't play almost every race at Keeneland. And if you do, just box them. And if we really like a horse, so you can tell by the way we ride them up. You know, you, you, you can key them from there. But I, I, would, I would definitely do that because the prices are going to be very, very good. Um, and that's something that you can hang your hat on every day. Um, we've done a little bit different stuff on the site where we've updated a lot of our, our, um, our, our other tracks like Laurel and, and Gulfstream Park West. Uh, and, and the results are, are coming around. Like I said, we, I think we had at least five winners on the Maryland Million card, including three double-digit horses um, at Laurel yesterday. So you got to keep that in mind. Um, we had a horse to watch that paid a lot of money at Keeneland yesterday. So use everything we got. Use everything on there. And don't let your ego, oh, I don't like that horse. I can't play that horse. That's stupidity, folks. When you're handicapping and you're getting, you're buying the information or you're getting the information and then you're going to throw your ego in there and say, oh, I didn't like that horse. Well, we told you you had to use it. And if you don't use it and then, then you're going to cry you didn't make any money, you didn't listen to us. So live and die by the sword. I do every day. That's how I handicap. I stick by what I stuff. I don't look at the sheets. I don't look at... I don't look at buyer figures. I don't look at a racing form. I don't care about that other stuff. We use our information, and it's very successful at it. If you just believe in it, you got to believe in yourself, and you got to believe in what you do. Then why the, If you don't, then why the hell are you buying us? Or why are you using us? So a little psyche there on, the, uh, on, on how to, to look at uh, our stuff. Now... Let's look at at, uh, at Keeneland today. And again, I want to watch the first couple of races because I want to see if I'm right. Sometimes when it pays heavy like that, if it's a heavier track, um, it does play to outside and outside post positions. Now, a little exercise for you. When you're going to get to the point where you're going to play the races at Keeneland right now. You have to watch the post positions that are winning. If one, two, three, four is winning, you know, a lot, the first few races, you got to think that that's what you're going to, you know, gravitate towards to. I look at it, if all of a sudden I start seeing 8, 9, 10, 11 win, especially Churchill too, you've got to be able to look at those and, and use them. 
Um, the first couple of races, like the uh, the second race, I believe that is a main special weight on the grass. You have a, a, a optional claimer, a miler kick off the day, and we actually I, I thought there was a lot of speed in that optional claiming race, the first race, and I like the three Gratz Road for Vance, David Vance. Now, people may not know who David Vance is. David Vance was a phenomenal trainer in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, even in the 90s, and he was, he was phenomenal. Um, very good claiming trainer, always was one of the leading trainers in the Midwest, uh, Maryland, Virginia, Kentucky. He won races by the, you know, by the bushel. And in the early 2000s, I believe he had a, a major car accident. And he's confined to a wheelchair. His son is Tommy Vance. His, sis, his daughter is Trish Vance. And they have continued to help their father uh, train. And he still has got a little magic. And they've done well, especially when they ride Julian Leperou. And when Julian rides, they mean business. Grass Road gets Julian, will be a price, and they're always, they are always a price. Because handicappers don't know. They just look at percentages. Oh, this guy's an 8% trainer. I can't bet him. Again, that's stupidity. You've got to look at the horse. Stop looking at the percentage of, of the trainer. Um, that's Nick Hines was right when he told me 15 years ago that that's the percentage of a trainer in the form is going to be one of the worst things that ever that was ever added um, because it does it, it does creep into your mind oh I got to play the 20% trainer well let me tell you the 20% trainer very rarely you get a price you gotta you know they're 25% everybody plays on them just like bullet works Boyd Handicappers just love bullet works. All I hear, oh, bullet work, a bullet work, a bullet work. Let me tell you something. These clocking crews are not going to give you the right bullet works. Stop it. <laughs> so, it's okay. It's good for us because it, it, job security for me. Um, so, in the first rate race, I'm looking at Gratz Road. I think that horse has definitely got a shot. But I'm also going to watch how the race comes about. And that is the key. Watch how the race shapes are. Now, at Keeneland, the first run to the turn is really close. So a lot of guys are gunning out of there to get position. When they gun out of there and they're cheap, sometimes these horses don't come back. They go out and set an unrealistic pace. They fall apart, and here comes their alley wide and come in and, 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 and roll down the middle of the lane and, and, and win the race. So, again, you've got to pay attention. So... And yes, I am paying attention to the road too. Some of you are going, how do you drive and, and do a podcast? Very simple. I'm watching the road and I'm talking to you. There's no script. There's no notes. I'm doing everything off the cuff. I have to. I'm driving. I got to pay attention. So, and by the way, I do this almost every day. This drive. Uh, an hour and a half to and an hour and a half back. Um, so, Anybody want to talk to me about dedication? You start right there. Um, so today's card, I want you to pay attention early and 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 kind of figure out a little bit what's going on. If it's fair, perfect. Then we'll just play the, the fair angle. But if it's linted to the outside, we we shift to the outside. 
we slant, we, we're gonna, if we feel it's inside, we go inside. But I got a feeling if it's a little heavier with a cloud cover, there's no sun, I think that track's gonna hold moisture, it's gonna play to the outside. Now, we will do that at Santa Anita. We will be telling you, just like we did a couple years ago at Del Mar, we correctly predicted that the track was gonna play to the outside. We're gonna, gonna give you an idea of how the track plays to the inside. Also look for a um, announcement that we will be offering a week-long Breeders' Cup um, package. Um, off, I've started work on the preliminaries. Basically, for the whole week, you get everything. You you get a subscription. You go on to BrunoWithTheWorks.com. It's all inclusive. You'll be able to check on the works that we're adding. You can see the works you already got in there. You'll be able to do all of that. And I believe I'm going to price it around $99. Um, so you get everything for a whole week. Uh, this coming up weekend, coming up, and then the weekend after that um, also. Um, so you'll get uh, the full two weeks, uh, uh, two weekends for the $99.95, but keep an eye on that package. I'll probably put it out on Monday or Tuesday. If you have already a subscription that's all inclusive for the Breeders' Cup, you do not, you are taken care of. You are all set up. You're all ready to go. You do not need to buy it. This is for people who have not signed up for that, okay? Anyway, I'm gonna get to Turfworks here at Keeneland. Um, for those of you who wonder if I'm speeding, no, I'm not. I'm going 77 miles an hour, and it's a 70-mile speed limit. I always stay within 10, 9 miles of the speed limit. So those of you that are wondering, you know, we're going to hear Bruno get pulled over by a California, uh, a, a California, a Kentucky uh, uh, Highway Patrol. By the way, if it, that happened and I'm doing a podcast, you're going to be on with me during that because you're going to feel my pain going through that. So... So anyway, it's been fun talking to you this morning. It's been strictly off the cuff, having a little fun here, driving back. You, you've helped me, uh, you've helped me uh, pass the time driving from Churchill and Louisville down back to Lexington and home. And uh, I'm excited about today. Uh, we got football, we got racing, and um, I will talk to you early, uh, maybe middle of the week tell you a little bit more about what's going on and talk to you about the, the Breeders' Cup package that I'm going to have it out for you that have not subscribed. And um, let's have some fun today, folks. It's Sunday. It's supposed to be fun day. Have a great day.